everyone, and welcome to 1923 Main Street. Home of the Daddy Daughter Disney Travel Podcast. We are your hosts. I am Mike Bellabratic. And I'm Amelia Bellabratic. And today we'll be sharing with you our trip report from our most recent trip to Walt Disney World. Yes, if you listened to episode 85 last week, we talked about planning a Walt Disney World vacation during COVID and some of the challenges. And we talked about some of the things we were going to do or were planning to do. And we promised we'd tell you how those things turned out. And we will do that this week on our show. So let's talk about room requests first. Now, just as a refresher, if you haven't listened to episode 85, we encourage you to do so and you'll uh, get some planning tips. And what happened was interesting. So we first stayed for one night in a two-bedroom villa at the Grand Floridian because we just wanted to get that Grand Floridian feeling. Of course, our flight was delayed for five hours, so we were not happy about that, Air Canada, and we will be trying to get compensation because you promise compensation if it's over a three-hour delay, and it was their fault. So we were stuck at the airport for an extra five hours that day. But hey, what's a Florida trip without a massive flight delay, you yeah, know? Yeah, we always get flight delays. So we didn't even arrive at the Grand Floridian, and what time was that? Seven at night. Seven at night. So... That sort of foiled a lot of plans for the first day. But we arrived at the Grand Floridian. We had a really nice two-bedroom villa. We did not make a room request for this one, and we just had a standard view. But we actually got a pretty good uh, room. Yeah. I think we're on the top floor uh, facing sort of where the monorail was. So it's a, it's a really nice room. It's actually the rooms, if you've seen that stock picture that shows a monorail going by the Grand Floridian, we were right in those rooms. So it was pretty mm. cool. Lots of nice photos from that room. So how did we start our trip? Well, the first thing we did was most people, when they start the trip, they go to the Magic Kingdom. Of course, it's the first park you go to, and we were no different. <laughs> Immediately after checking in, we headed down to Main Street to get those castle photos because, you know, I have an obsession and I wanted to get those photos, but we did not go on any rides. Yes, if you listened to our episode last week, our whole thing for this trip was pretty much avoiding parks as much as possible. No standing in ride lines, no standing and waiting for Happily Ever After because we had a VIP tour booked for the last day. So Amelia really wanted a castle photo. So we said, uh, let's take the walking trail from the Grand Floridian. Yeah. So they've now decided to ruin the Grand Floridian. Oh, no. It's a really, really nice trail. And I'm going to post some amazing photo angles that you couldn't get before that you now can from that trail. So it's really nice. We actually took the monorail over and... How was mask compliance on the monorail? Uh, not too bad. Not too bad. So overall, let's talk about masks first, and then we'll talk about the parks and things. So masks, as you know, at the time we're recording this and when we were there, masks are required indoors and on in ride lines and on rides. Yeah. So I'd say in the places that they're required, probably 80 to 90% of people have them on in general. Even outside, it's probably about 50-50 that yeah, we're there. I was quite, I'd, I'd say it's even higher. Like, let's say in Emporium, it's probably 95%. Yeah. I mean, you see a lot of people with the cheating, you know, they, they keep it below their nose and all that stuff. Come Which, on, people, just wear your mask. That's more uncomfortable. I don't, like, what's the point of doing that? Yeah, for the time you're in the store. But even, yeah, Amelia's right. Like, I was sort of struck by on Main Street... A lot of people, yeah, maybe 50%, maybe even more. I don't know. And but this is outside, so you don't even have to wear them You don't have here. to. So I was actually glad to see people wearing masks outside. 
And your theory was because they had to bring them, well, maybe more people just wore them. Yeah, because it's more of a hassle to take them off, on, off, on, out, in. You know, it's just, it's too much work. People are very lazy in general. But I'd say in that time, how long were we in the park? Not even half an hour. We didn't go into a store that first visit. We went into Main Street. We had a uh, memory maker. So we took a some castle shots with a photo pass photographer on main street and then we pretty much got a popcorn and left <laughs> that was the first night and then because, we walked that dreaded path well we did want to get out before the happily ever after crowd started lining up and it was you all you wanted to get out yeah. before the happily well, ever did after. did you crowd. want to stand in that crowd yes no and it was getting late so we walked back the sun was setting got some really great photos we'll post along with this show and that was the first day so i would say well actually let's talk how we finished that day. So we walked back mm-hmm. to the hotel and one of the things we wanted to do was visit Enchanted Rose. Oh, yes. But only if we could get an outdoor patio table. So as you recall, if you listened last week, we vowed not to eat any indoor table yeah. service dining because if you're traveling internationally like we are, you need to have COVID tests both ways. Or even some states. I'm not sure what the Yeah, I'm not sure about every state, are. but we certainly... First of all, we don't want to catch COVID and, you know, Florida was leading the nation when we were there. So we were extra careful, but also we have to consider the test to go home. Yeah. So we're extra careful. So we just said, you know what, we're going to do a very different Disney vacation. No table service dining at all. Only quick service and eating outdoors. So we went to Enchanted Rose. It was probably just after eight in Ooh, the Grand Floridian. Maybe slightly later. Or but maybe yeah. later. Actually, you're right. Maybe 830. Or closer to nine, actually. And it was jammed, like packed full. Well, not full. There were a few empty tables here and there. Yeah, but, but pretty full. Yeah. Certainly not empty. It looked more full than empty, let's just say that. Yeah. And it was buzzing, which was nice, but uh, not for us. Yeah, not for COVID. <laughs> not for COVID. Well, actually, so, COVID probably enjoyed it. Yeah, COVID. <laughs> Good one. COVID would be very happy in that environment. So we did go out to the patio, and luckily, there were... I think there's maybe six tables on that patio. And they're all immensely spread out. Yeah, as they're well. really spread out. And two or three of them were empty. So we got a great outdoor dining table in the corner and all the cast members serving you are masked. So that was good for us. Yeah. So there we felt comfortable unmasking and we had, you know, some of their fancy signature cocktails and we tried their brisket sliders, which are awesome. And we tried yes. their, what else do we have? The We tried everything. The lobster mac and cheese. Is yeah. that what it was? That I didn't try, but you I and Aaron loved it. You had a flatbread, which you liked. And what yeah. was the last thing we got? Oh, truffle the fries. truffle fries, of course. That's a must do if you go there. Yeah, it's, they're very delicious, even for picky eaters. So that was pretty good. We felt pretty safe there. And then we went back to our room and, you know, it was pretty much time to go to bed. Although another thing that I do want to which is just in general going to Disney Inc. with losing masks is very easy to do, which is why I, I then had to use a mask chain. Because even on the first night we were walking under the path, masks just fell out of my pocket. And then we had to go search the path at like 830 at night in the dark where they were trying to open the bridge for the electrical water pageant oh, yeah. to get through. That's another tricky thing. So with the new walkway. Okay, so two things So it there. was after 830. You're right. So... If you're well, you have to wear a mask indoors. So yeah. buy a little mask chain off Amazon. They're just basically little. Um, I don't know. They're like a glasses chain. But yeah, they're for like. Your mask. But they're not chain. They're made out of that same material as almost the mask loops over your ears, and then you clip it to your mask, so you can just sort of drop it down, almost like you would do. Yeah, with glasses, but it's not a chain. Was my point. So yeah. it's really light, and it actually it is convenient. I ended up using one as well instead of sticking my mask in my pocket all the time. 
And then we, yeah, we did discover because you dropped the mask, so you had to go back on the path. And then suddenly the cast members were on the bridge and they said, okay, you can't, in a couple of, what did they say? You can't cross? Because it's basically a lift bridge. So I was wondering how they were going to do this. So they have to lift the bridge so the electrical water pageant can get out of the canal. And then they do drop the bridge because they want it down for the happily ever after crowd, correct? Yeah, because honestly, what's the point of the walkway if not to get people out of the monorail? And streaming. I wonder how busy it would be during then. We never went to find it out. It would be jammed. That's why we didn't find out. And <laughs> then they put it back up after that crowd has gone by. Just, I guess they only yeah. leave it Around up 10 for 10 minutes said. to get the thing in and out. Well, yeah, because they just need to scoot it out because I guess where else are they going to put it? <laughs> so that was good. And um, the next day was Sunday. And already we decided, let's not, let's blow off our park. <laughs> which was Epcot for that you say day. We decided, they decided. Yes, she means the parents. So I said, you know what? It's it. Well, we had to check out as well. So the, yes. we were moving to a Polynesian bungalow for the next six nights. We'll get to that in a moment where we had a room request. So, well, actually we'll tell that because it goes in the order. So we did check out of the Grand Floridian. So the pathway, if you're wondering, between the Grand Floridian and the Polynesian, as of this episode, is open. Yes. They it was closed cuz they are removing those stones that have people's names engraved and but they're they're not even done yet. So it might be intermittently closed yeah. whenever if you have close trips coming up. Yeah, so they did half of it. So there is still the half closest to the Polynesian that has all those old bricks with people's names on it and those are going to come out and they're going to just do the whole thing in the little concrete pattern that they do. So at some point again I suspect this pathway will be closed. But luckily for us it was open, so you can walk all the way from the Polynesian to Magic Kingdom. Well, really, to Contemporary if you want. You can oh, do the whole circle. Don't. It's not please really don't that bad. Please don't subject your friends to that. So we check out of the Grand Floridian after a very quick stay, and we just walk over to the Polynesian. And if you recall last week, we had a room request, and we talked a lot about how to get the rooms you want. Now, what room did we request? We requested any bungalow from 10 and below because we didn't want to be close to the ferry dock, which is yeah. when the ferries of the TTC take the people parking there all the way to the Magic Kingdom constantly. So loudly. we specifically, I re- we liked 7002, which is the second one. Yeah. So there's 7000, 1, 2, 3, through to 20 or whatever it is. So 2 is the second one. That was our favorite one. So basically I said we'd like bungalow 2 or you know, up to two each way. Well, there's only one each way, so up to four. However, that was not a possibility for us. But before you say that, before we went, I phoned and said, are they finished the refurb of all the bungalows? Because they are redoing them as part of the Moana upgrade. They didn't do all Moana in them, but they did change the color scheme. And oh, wait, is yeah, Moana is on that. Is she on that bad picture? I can't recall. Who's on that bad picture? Lilo, Nani, and Stitch. Okay, so it's still Lilo and Stitch. So they did do a soft refurb of the bungalow. So there's new carpets, new furniture, new color scheme. And I was told before we went, I got through to the desk. They said, yes, they're all done. (laughs) Were they? No. No, they were not. And unfortunately for us, the ones that weren't done were like one to 10. So so they put us, they said, well, we have you in 14. Now, 14 is one of the ones we did not want way over by the ferry. However, it was a great view of the castle for Happily Ever After. 
Yeah, so there's a few things. That one act so those bungalows with the fairy noise, which is there, and personally, it didn't bug me as much. We've never stayed in one of those before. I can see how people wouldn't like it. It's just a far walk. It's a Disney sound to me, but it's a far walk. But it does have the only redeeming quality is a it great do- view of it, the castle. It does have a better view of the castle in that you can see the full projections from there. Yeah. You can see the whole castle, whereas in one to ten you can see Just slightly above the 50th crest. Yeah. So most of the castle, but not all the way to the ground. So, but they said that and I said, oh, this is still at the front desk. So this was my tip from last week. This is why we do not do advanced check-in. So we were at the front desk talking to this cast member named Quinn. I will give her a shout out. She was amazing and we did a cast compliment for her. We talked about how we really wanted one of those early ones. Very polite to her. So she did get on the phone and she was talking to a bunch of people, took about 10 minutes and she said, okay, here's what I can do for you guys. If you are okay to switch rooms tomorrow, uh, tomorrow, so only one night in this and then five nights, because we're there for six nights in the bungalows, I can put you in 7004, which is exactly two from what I wanted. So (laughs) we said, we'll do it. We'll spend one night in 14 and then we will move to bungalow four the next night. So we got our bungalow within two, talking to them worked, just as we always said, very polite and super helpful cast member, and she really helped us out. So we did stay one night in 14, and then we were the very first guests in bungalow number four because they had just finished refurbishing them. So that was sort of neat. Yes, And of course, we did a quick room tour, which is available on YouTube. (laughs) Yes, we posted it on YouTube on our YouTube channel. I'm a fantastic host. Um, Maybe I'll repost a link to it this week. All right, so let's talk about dining now. We vowed to do no indoor dining, and we did not. We only had one reservation booked for the boathouse. Yes. But we only wanted to eat if we could get an outdoor table or we were not going to do it. Yeah, because you forget how close together the tables really are. And if someone's sick in there, the whole place is going up. So we arrived at the boathouse for a 5.30 reservation, Disney Springs, and it was jammed inside. It was full, right? I mean, really yeah. close. And if you don't care about mass and all stuff, you know, that's fine. But we, we do. We're just, we just don't want to catch it. We don't want to risk it. And it was jammed. And it had, it's Florida in the afternoon. The major, major torrential downpour had just ended. Of so course. all of the outdoor patio stuff and the little dock bar were closed. Yeah, And you can't see the covered patio from where we were looking i didn't even know it existed so i went up and i said um you know again polite to the the check-in cast member and i said look we really only want to stay here if we can eat outside and she said well we have the covered area open we're going the covered area what i'm sorry so this new it's awesome and everyone in the covered area it's sort of towards the back and it wraps around the side facing rainforest cafe so we got the covered area and then we were super lucky for us because we got the very, very last table. Yeah, of right the near the area, corner. So. Right near the corner. So, and we even pulled it further. So, we were about six or eight feet from the next table. And you almost think that the people that are eating on the covered area just after a torrential downpour maybe care a bit more about COVID or. They, they did. Because like even when you walk by, they would all lift their masks up. So, yeah. <laughs> we were in a kindred crowd. Anyway, we did get this last table out there very end so we were comfortable there and it was awesome i had we both had the ribeye or sorry the new york strip yeah steak i had the added the lobster to it just as good as ever mommy had the fish tacos fish tacos which she loved mahi mahi tacos so you know 
And I tried their house beer. They have a, a beer brewed just for them. It's really good. So try that if you like that. But anyway, Boathouse still in our top 10. Yeah, Great experience. Still my favorite restaurant ever, honestly. But for the rest of the trip, we did quick service dining wherever we were uh, at hotels and, you know, the Captain Cook's. We went to Gasparilla at Grand, Grand Floridian and Contempo Cafe. We walked over there one day. And then, you know, at Disney Springs, there's tons. You know, you got Blaze Pizza, Polite Pig, Deluxe Burger, the Earl of Sandwich. Earl of Sandwich. There's no end to great quick service dining where you can grab your food and go sit the somewhere. The new cookie house. Oh, man. The lineups for that place yeah. were unbelievable. It, it was like a Disney ride. Like, is this Space Mountain? Is this the line for Space Mountain or a cookie? Like, unbelievable. So, yeah. So, and we'll do our other Disney Springs tip right now since we're talking about it. That time we just went to eat. It was very busy. We didn't really hang around much. We did go into World of Disney. Yeah. Um, and it was sort of chaotic. So we left. We did go back to Disney Springs one time in, in the, the morning. morning. So I highly recommend if you're going to go to Disney Springs and go, right? There's lots yeah. of stuff. Except go, if you have a dinner reservation, yeah. obviously. Yeah, that's true. But go in the morning. We got there shortly after it opens. Opens at 10. 11, I think. I think it was 10 or 11. And it was really quiet. So we walked around. We had lunch at 1130. There was nobody there. We went to Blaze Trendy, Marvel Store. Yeah, we got through all the stores with very light crowds. And we got super, super lucky in World of Disney. Because what happened when we were standing there? Literally, not just the date, like the hour, the minute we were there. The 50th merch drop. Yep. So we're in World of Disney and they start wheeling out the first batch ever of the 50th anniversary. And the crowds fall And off. the crowds go wild and the cash lines got really long. So we grabbed a little bit of everything. It's the only thing I bought on this trip. And so lots the, of stuff when we even saw it later at Magic Kingdom were just gone. Yeah. We went to Magic later and yeah, the shelves were bare. And they had a limit of two items per person. So that was good to keep the eBay pirates at bay. So I like to see that. Two so, per item per person. Yeah. So any one item you could only buy two of each. So it was pretty good. I'm sure there's going to be tons of other stuff. This was all sort of the blue themed stuff. And there's a pin and there's yes. uh, corksicles, travel mugs and yeah, and button up shirts Dirt, and all sorts of stuff. Jerseys. I'm, I'm sure you've seen it by now. So we bought our, our selection of that. Now, yeah. one thing Amelia would like to talk about. Did we talk about foot golf in the last weekend? I think we mentioned it. I think we mentioned it. So one this is thing, another thing we did in the lovely torrential downpour yeah, of the why Florida. Why don't you talk about it at Oak Trail Golf Course? Yes. Yeah, so this is another thing that was included in water parks and more, um, which I completely knew about before. And even if it's not, I think it's only 20 bucks a person. So yeah. it's that's worth it, if you ask me. Yeah, it was quite fun. I've never played golf nor have ever stepped foot on a golf course, to my knowledge. So this was a very interesting experience for me. This was our second day and the first rainstorm, which of course happened right in the middle of our golf experience. And we did the only safe thing, stay under a tree. But luckily it wasn't, there wasn't lightning overhead yes. or anything. The lightning stayed away from us. And we did see uh, whoever the check-in person was on the course telling us yeah he came out in the the golf cart and he said it's up to you it's uh i think he said nine miles away the the thunder and lightning because as you know that's what disney watches for the thunder and lightning but he said it's up to you if you want to stay out he said personally i think it's going away so we decided to stay out so honestly foot golf is super fun all three of us loved it you each get your own soccer ball you pick your ball different colors it's a nine hole course Par, there's pars and the holes yeah. are 31 inches. I said 27, I think, but they're actually a bit bigger. And we got a bit mixed up. 
Yeah, we got. It was a little hard to follow a couple of holes where the T's and the flags. No, were. it was not hard to follow a couple of the holes. It's because as the check-in person, I'm sorry, I don't know what they're called. Whoever was checking us and mentioned that the few of the flags were switched, and so if you were going off the flag numbers as opposed to the map, that's how you got mixed up. Oh, so that's I how we was, got mixed up. I was the one who suggested following the map. No one believed me. Okay, but as usual. But anyway, right. it was super duper fun. Yes, I mean a lot of fun. And it's only I, fun because you won. Yeah, but you got, uh, and silly me, I said, okay, whoever wins the ninth hole wins the whole match. So Amelia, this is the time she des- <laughs> she decides to become some soccer legend and she pars the hole. Excuse par me? Par three. I mean, you sank- It was par four. A par four, whatever. Oh, you birdied the hole. Yeah. You sank Excuse like a me. 20 putt with your foot and a soccer ball. And let me tell you, it's not as easy with a soccer ball on your foot. Well, it's not easy with a putter either, but whether you're good or not, it's a lot of fun. And we saw kids on other holes just sort of kicking it all the way down the course. I, but I heard you know 27, what? 28, yeah. 29, It's 30. a great walk. It's a beautiful nature trail, really, if you never get out on a golf course. So foot golf, highly recommended. Nobody around you. Great distance thing yeah. to do. I recommend it at Oak Trail. We didn't see any alligators, but, you know, you might. Yeah, there were some around, he said. Obviously, you don't go into ponds there. Any golfer at Disney will tell you if you drop a ball in a pond, you, you leave, leave it. it and you just move on. So foot golf. Totally recommended. We will definitely do it again. Lots of fun. Let's talk about the parks generally. We own, I would say we spent, and we're going to tell you, we did not do our VIP tour and we're saving the next episode for challenges we had on this trip. Yes. And there's a bunch of them. So join us next week or we could go on and on with this show. So yeah. we've, we've separated it out. So aside from that, I would say we spent three hours in the parks, Max. Yeah. And we were Maybe only- Maybe four. And we shopping. were only at Magic Kingdom three times or twice? Uh, three times. Three times at Magic and once at Epcot for food and wine. And that was it. Yeah. And I did not see any garbage or any of the stuff that's been floating around the internet. Everything I don't know what clean. they're talking about. Yeah. I mean, maybe it happened. Well, obviously, it happened w- once because. Well, yeah. It, but if you're worried about Disney World being some garbage heap, not at all. Yeah. Couldn't be further from the truth. And we were just there, at least in what we saw in our visits. Also, cast members were not cranky at all. They yeah. were super nice. I will say they don't, they're not policemen, so they're not really enforcing people who aren't wearing their masks. Most people are. Yeah. The only time I did see it was World of Disney, yeah. the second time yeah. we went. But I've heard a few, okay, guys, put your mask up over your nose. But if they don't, they don't really do anything. But because credit to them, there are they don't want to get in a fight with people. Yeah, I mean, because you don't there need probably fights. are people that would. Get As we know, it's it has happened. People have been kicked yeah. out, so they do ask. And then, if you know, if you're one of those people who puts it up and take it down, come on, just I don't, I don't. How have is any that time more for comfortable for you? No, it's just have you know some respect for fellow guests and just follow the rules. Yeah. But anyway, rant, not really a rant, but that's past. So parks, I'd say we're good. Yeah. I would. I did not like Epcot with all the construction. So. We went, because we were coming from the monorail, we were at the Polynesian, we walked over the TTC, we took the monorail to Epcot, which was a little crowded for our liking because they just filled it up. All the way down. We hoped to get it. it wasn't that. It was that right when we were boarding, there was this huge family. Half of them probably didn't have masks. There were like little kids. There's probably at least 10 of them. They were all one group. And then they came on at the last second. Yeah. I think a lot of them put their masks on. They did, but they waited a few minutes. They fumbled through their bags. They slowly put it on, took sips of water. Like So generally, yeah, that's the thing. It's a five-minute ride. People will just continue to drink so they don't have to wear their masks. But 
most of all, they did, and it was a short ride. So mass compliance was pretty good on transportation. Yeah, good. All I would say, even on the buses, the couple yeah. times, I hate Disney buses, but a couple Not times. Not this time. We got like private bus rides. We got private bus rides. Yeah, we were the only ones on the bus a couple of times. And that was that was great. And, but people on the buses were masking. In our, yeah. I know some people have had other experiences, but we were lucky in that regard. Yeah. So Epcot, because we came in the main entrance, the construction there is crazy. It's all boarded off. Uh, Mouse Gear is open, but it looks like an outlet store, like a like, like a cheap warehouse. old. Yeah, it looks worse than Character Warehouse, actually. So there's nothing to see there. I wish we could have come in through the back entrance, but it, w- it was just not possible for, by through that monorail. So I did not like that part of Epcot. I wouldn't even bother going there. But the I food, would. And, food and wine festival was great. Well, no, not to Epcot. I would say go in through the uh, oh, World yeah. Showcase entrance and just do food and wine. Your food and wine was pretty good. Yeah, it was. Yeah, you know, it was busy, but the lines were short, and we even the France lines, which so you, I heard was very long. And you got to eat le beignet aux trois fromages. Yes, which was I have C'est to say, très it was pretty good. I had to sneak a bite from Amelia. A bite? And, you ate like half the thing. You know, the filet from the Canada Pavilion, awesome, oh, awesome. So good. You know, there's a lot of great stuff there. So I've yeah. heard the drinks were great. I yeah, cannot the drinks tell were great. You. I sampled a few. So did Aaron, and uh, we enjoyed the food and wine. We just did not enjoy. Uh, the old future world part, whatever it's called now. So, I enjoyed it. So, you know, the negative. No rides there. We weren't waiting in the ride line. So we skipped all that. But we did have to walk through that to get back to the monorail. On the monorail home, there was nobody on it. Pretty Two other people, yeah. I think. And they were both at their masks on and were on the complete other side of the car. So not too bad. And let's talk about the resort crowds now. So Ugh. we didn't visit a lot, but we were at the Polynesian, but also the Grand Floridian, because and we did go to the Contemporary. Let me tell you, we spent probably 10 hours in those Polynesian lobbies waiting for our bungalows to be ready. Yeah. When we checked in, we had to wait like six hours for the bungalow. Yeah. So I feel qualified to tell you about the maskingness of the people at the Polynesian, which is not too bad. It's just... The lobbies are very much more crowded than the Grand or the Contemp. Yeah, there's a noticeable difference in crowd levels. The Polynesian was very crowded all the time. Most noticeable difference in mask levels also. Yeah, whereas the Grand Floridian, far less crowded and Contemporary, far less crowded. But the Contemporary is under major construction, right? There's all, from the inside, it's all sort of fabric all the way up it doesn't look great and the outside's all scaffolding and fabric they're doing those room upgrades to those new monorail rooms so it's pretty much a construction zone there and lots of lots of noise so if you're going to stay there just know in the next week or whenever it's under construction can you even stay there yeah it's open but it's under construction but having said that the grand floridian and the contemporary were fairly uh, noticeably less crowded than the polynesian but still you know, not too bad all in all. We were able to avoid people. It's a little busy in the quick service mm-hmm. areas. You can, you yeah. cannot go and do the normal thing. So you can order ahead, mobile order. Yeah, that's what I said. Mobile order is everywhere. Or you can, there's someone in there who will take your order and pay cash, which is what we prefer to do. I just hate charging everything to my account to have all mm-hmm. these surprises at the end. So that was pretty good too. There was no problem. And then they give you the little buzzer like normal and tell you when your food's ready and everything comes in a little paper bag. Yeah. So that was pretty good. So all in all, I would have to say 
It was a decent week. We No, it was a good week. I got one of those refillable cups, which I carried everywhere. Yeah, we did go around. Like, So we did this vacation just as we said. Yeah. Lots of time at the resorts, doing foot golf, chilling around the resort, you know, eating Dole Whips. My lime Dole Whip, I had at least two of those, and I love it. Yeah. It is still my favorite flavor. I had the pineapple vanilla swirl, also yeah. delicious, way better than the lime could ever From be. From the pineapple lanai at the Polynesian. Yes. And all the resorts, walking around the Grand Floridian, just great. We did go in the parks, but I this is the first time in my life I did not go on a single ride at Walt Disney World the whole week. I and went on a ride. I also did not have a Mickey sandwich for the first time in my life. Yeah, well, an we, ice cream sandwich. We wanted to, we just didn't get a chance. Yeah, so we're gonna fill you in on why we didn't get a chance to do some of these things next week. Yeah, in our next episode, which will be very interesting. So be sure to join us for that. Yeah. But I would say, all in all. If you are planning a vacation, we gave you tips last week on the planning. Here's how it all turned out, pretty much as we expected. But I would say, if it's your first time going... I might not go. I would say don't go. If you've gone before, if you've gone a decent amount of times and you just miss it, like if you if you want to go, it's still, I would still say it's worth going. Maybe even more so if you are um, living in America, so you don't have to get the test there and back, so you don't have to deal with that. But I, I would still say go. It was worth it for me. But the ride lines are long. We did, The only ride you went on, one single <laughs> ride, because Amelia wanted one of those custom parasols from Liberty Square with her name on it. So she got that. So while we were waiting, she was looking at her app and she said, oh, the carousel's only 10 minutes. Yeah. And good. that is outdoor. Because so. I wanted to go on Carpets of Aladdin, but because the, the, that the other day was only 10 minutes, but then this day it was 25 minutes and Fantasyland was all the way over there and, you know. Adventureland. For that. No, Fantasyland for Dumbo. Oh, for Dumbo, yeah. And then, but the carousel is right around the corner from Liberty Square, so that was good. The castle, as much as I don't like the castle colors, I do like the 50th anniversary decor on it. I think it looks I think it looks stunning. Yeah, it looks great decked out. It looks much better than that horrific 25th anniversary birthday cake thing they did. I said they should make the cake pop castle, but no one liked mine. So all in all, if you want to do this kind of vacation, I would say go. We had fun. Yeah. And... Things like Carousel of Progress we could have done because they were pretty low rides. Yeah, well, we were in Tomorrowland. There was like no one waiting outside. Even the people mover wasn't bad. But you know what? We were just playing it super safe. So we didn't go on any of those things. But most of the other things did have super long wait times that I'm just not interested in standing Figment only had five minutes. Yeah, but I just don't. Part of that's going to be indoors. It's just something we didn't want to do. But there were some things you could do. If you really want to, I'd say without waiting in line too long. Yeah, or without, there are honestly, we were just being so ridiculously safe. Yeah, we were being very, very yeah. safe. But I feel like there's a middle ground between what we were doing and the people that just say, oh, I don't want to wear the mask, I'll wear them just as much as I have to. You yeah. Know? So don't go if it's your first one, because with no fast passes and long lines and masking, it won't give you yeah. what is has been, <laughs> I don't know, who knows what the future holds, but it is not what has been a typical Walt yeah. Disney World vacation. So that's just our recommendation. Of course, do yeah. what you want, but unless you've, you've you heard do, our experiences. Unless you are prepared that this will, that you could very well have a much better experience the next time you go. All right. So we've gone through a lot of our trip report from our trip, which was August 7th to August 14th, in case you're wondering, 2021. And next week, we will tell you about some of the things that did not go right and what happened. And And who we blame. And who we blame and who did a great job for us and what to watch out for. So these are the really interesting stories. So be sure to join us next week for episode 87. So we hope you enjoyed this one. 
We hope you have a great vacation if you go and a magical week this week. Follow along at 1923 Main Street and we will see you again next week. Bye-bye.